Hello, my friends, and welcome to this edition of the New World Kirtan Podcast. It's January 27, 2019. I'm Kitsy Stern, and I produce this podcast as an act of love and service to our global Kirtan family. And it's also an audio journal of my spiritual journey through the practice of singing and playing Kirtan. Well, welcome to another new year, dear listeners. I'm sitting in my basement studio and looking outside with the forecast calling for freezing rain. The title of this podcast seems appropriate. In the bleak midwinter is an evocative and melancholy 19th century Christmas carol. And to me, the title just seemed to fit the dark and cold of late January. This is also a time we can use to do deep work. And that brings us to the content of this week's podcast. But first, some news. On New Year's Eve, the New World Kirtan Band played a Kirtan concert, and it was followed by Dances of Universal Peace. Oh, my friends, what an evening. It was standing room only at a large church. This makes me think people are looking for a conscious way to usher in the new year. And so we're going to do it again next year. If you're a Kirtan leader in your community, this might be a good idea to explore. Our satsang was so happy to have this alternative to traditional New Year's celebrations. In other news, our dear friends Ian Basio and Stephanie Kohler of Blue Spirit Wheel were here two weeks ago. They had a great time with our community, and their kirtan and workshops enriched us in so many ways. The video recording of their Friday night kirtan is now at the band's YouTube page. You can get to that on the front page of the New World Kirtan website. So you might want to check it out. While they were here, I was sort of going through a reevaluation of this podcast, trying to figure out where to take it next. With over 300 episodes, I've tried different things over the years, but the most popular podcasts are the ones that are a set of kirtan chants built around a theme. They're the most downloaded by far. I create a set like this every week for our Friday satsang here, and they're different every week. So I've decided to return to the roots of the podcast and post some of these Friday night sets as the bulk of our content. It's ironic to me that all those years ago, this is the way the New World Kirtan podcast started. It was the set list for our Corvallis satsang, which at that time consisted of maybe four people. But now our satsang here numbers many more people, and the podcast has been downloaded just over a million times from all over the world. I can't wait to see where it goes next. You guys have been through a lot with me over the 10 years the New World Kirtan podcast has been in existence, with life events like my mom's death and my oldest son living in Japan when the big tsunami happened, the election of Barack Obama, the passage of the Affordable Care Act, my own diagnosis and recovery from a spinal tumor, to name just a few things. I'd like to continue to do this podcast for the foreseeable future, and I don't want to get burned out at it, so that's why I'm reassessing. My voiceover business is really busy, and the kirtan scene here in Corvallis is growing by leaps and bounds. All of this is really exciting, even more so when you know that we're part of a worldwide wave. You know I love hearing from you, so let me know your thoughts. What parts of the podcast are valuable to you? I'd love to know. So, on to this week's show. Several years ago, I took a course on Shiva from Russell Paul, 
And Shiva's energy is ideal to enter into for deep work during this dark time of the year. I played this set several weeks ago at Satsang, and sometimes I like to include some spoken information to give context on what we'll be singing about. This week, it's provided by Ian Basio, who showed us again when he was here what a font of knowledge he is about this practice. The excerpts were taken from an interview I did with him several years ago. The artists contributing to this week's set in order of appearance are Donna DeLore from her CD, The Lover and the Beloved, Krishna Das from Live Ananda, Johanna Beekman with backup from Girish in Beyond Love, Soothing Songs for the Soul, Dave Stringer from Mala, Shantala from their CD, Jaya, and we end with India Jiva from Om Spiritus, Music for a Peaceful Planet. Usually I put iTunes links up at the website for the music in the set, but no one seems to be using them, so I've decided to stop doing that. Coming up in March, Bill and I will be at the 10th year anniversary celebration of Chantlanta. This is a truly unusual festival in Atlanta, Georgia, that is funded solely by donation. Krishna Das will be there this year for a kirtan and a workshop. And Dave Stringer has confirmed that he'll be here in Corvallis in April over Easter weekend for a kirtan and a workshop. He'll be co-leading the Easter Sunday service with our minister, Jill McAllister. We're super psyched about that. And as of today, it looks like the Kickstarter for the Midwest Yoga and Kirtan Fest made its goal. So it's going to happen again. This is a festival funded totally by us, the grassroots. And last year, it was one of my most favorite gatherings ever. You can check it out on the last podcast. It's over two hours of music from last September's festival to inspire you to come. I'm so excited we get to do it again. One of these festivals can fuel your practice for a year, and they're so much fun. And so, my friends, in this dark midwinter, I hope you're surrounded by open-hearted people, warm cups of tea, and good book. And until next time, namaste. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we call Shiva the Lord of Yoga, or Yogeshvara. So, the Lord of Yoga in the sense that yoga is at its basic uh, in, in its basic essence, is a process of transformation. So you start out in one state of limited consciousness, and then you apply uh, yogic processes to your life, and your consciousness transforms. It, it changes and, and becomes uh, more than what it was before. And so that's a basic function of Shiva's energy. So we say that anytime you're doing any kind of yoga, you're actually drawing on Shiva's energy in some way in order to facilitate that transformation of your consciousness as you move from a state of limited consciousness to a state of infinite consciousness or, or liberation. And you can see that, um, that Shiva's energy really enters into transformations of all kinds, whether they be creative or destructive. So, so you know, it wouldn't be really... Um, it wouldn't really be be quite right to call Shiva the destroyer, right? You you would call Shiva the transformer because uh, he changes things from their shape. You can still call Vishnu the preserver because that's still what he does. Um, but I think you know I think that's I think that that's a really interesting way to look at it now and and to approach Shiva from that point of view of that he's he it's his energy that uh, causes creation to actually happen um, can be uh, really enlightening experience.
Self-luminous, taintless and completely. 
least a thousand mantras for Shiva as there are for every deity, right? So every deity has a thousand names and there's a mantra for every one of those names. And then there's a whole lot of other mantras on top of that. So there's many, but there are, there are particular mantras for each deity that are really important. Um, you know, in, in particular, like a root mantra like this or a mula mantra, uh, the one for Shiva is, is Om Namah Shivaya. It's called the Panchakshara mantra, which means the five-syllabled mantra. Um, and it's, it is, you know, one of the really powerful, deep mantras uh, that, that exists, you know, in the current time and, and, and whose energy is, is very available and, and accessible for us. Um, it's, um, it's a mantra whose purpose, sole purpose, is to expand your consciousness. Right. And it does so in the most uh, economical and effective fashion possible. So, you know, all, you, you can think about it in terms of like all mantras are liberation mantras. Right. All mantras are designed to expand your consciousness out to infinity, to a state of moksha, uh, state of liberation. And, you know, but but many of the mantras and many of the energies of other deities have have other uh uh, other purposes uh, to the mantras as well. In addition, you know, like you might, like I think we talked about them being sort of side effects um, to to the various mantras. This this Shiva mantra has had doesn't really have any side effects like that. It's just for expanding your consciousness. It's just for bringing you to this state of liberation. Um, you know, if there's another per if there's another kind of side effect to it, I would say that you know one of the interesting things about the mantra is that. Um, you know, negative ego uh, emotions um, that are based on limited consciousness, um, they actually cause your consciousness to contract. It causes you to get smaller and more separate. Like when you when you feel anger or jealousy um, or depression uh, or any of these kinds of things, it actually causes your consciousness to contract. And um, so this uh, this Shiva Mula Mantra Om Namah Shivaya can be a nice antidote for that, um, in the sense that what it does is it causes your consciousness to expand, right? So if you're if you're in a space where you're feeling this anger or or jealousy or something like that that's that's making you small, you can practice that mantra and it will kind of expand you back out again, um, and then you know then you keep doing the mantra and and you'll continue to expand outwards from there. But uh, Om Namah Shivaya certainly, um, you know, is is a mantra that for a long, long time uh, people have been practicing it. Lots of people have been practicing it, uh, and you know, over the centuries, uh, it's kind of built up. A, it's it's as if uh, this is one of those mantras that's, uh, you know, kind of echoing throughout the atmosphere of the earth. And because so many people have practiced it in the past, 
And so, you know, there's an additional dimension to it when you practice this mantra, you kind of plug into that energy um, that's kind of floating around the earth um, of this. And it's another one of those things where so many people are practicing this mantra all the time that, you know, whenever you sit down to chant Om Namah Shivaya, you can be pretty sure there's some, you know, a whole bunch of other people elsewhere in the world who are also doing it uh, at the same time that you are. And you can kind of plug into this sort of uh, planetary community of, of people who practice the mantra.
Ba 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 